1: What's up, what's up, my little tiddly winks! It is Jackie here. I got a quick favor to ask of all of you guys today. Thank you so much for listening over the years, but we do need a little bit of your help. If you could just fill out the survey that's in the description of the show today, or it's also on my Instagram at jackthatworm, that would be awesome. It's only gonna take a few seconds. I swear, all of the information is confidential, and we don't take emails or names. That would help us so much. Thank you guys for everything. Love you, love you, love you. Hit it with page seven. We're coming up on the sixth anniversary, guys. Come on, hit it. How will I know if he really loves me? I say a prayer. I'm doing it way off-key, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a deeper thing. I was just watching the 1985 uh, video of Whitney Houston singing the song. I can't pull off a Whitney. I love to try, though. I've been sitting here singing this song over and over again to myself because it is stuck in my head. Well, Welcome to page seven. I can't keep going with it.
3: I'm Molly Neffel. I'm I'm Marcus Parrott. Oh, I'm Jackie Zabrowski. That was a fight to the death. (laughs) I, I sometimes listen to How Will I Know... And I'm just, I, I feel like it's the type of feeling that I have when I listen to a song that is so good where I'm like, how are we blessed to like live in a time when, like how are we blessed to live amongst Whitney? And mm. I feel like a lot of Whitney songs are really good, but I think that How Will I Know is just, it's it's in an, it's in its own stratosphere.
0: Easily my favorite Whitney Houston song. Yeah,
3: it's I mean it's definitely I th- I think well I don't know I want to dance with somebody is
1: really up there, but uh, you know. Oh, wanna dance with somebody? <laughs> somebody. <Ba-da-da-da. laughs> I wanna feel the heat with somebody. With somebody. Oh man, <laughs> ooh. Woo, you know <laughs> I do, girl. <laughs> Although I don't know if I've ever actually um, experienced the heat between someone when dancing unless it was like grinding to uh, like, to the window, to the
3: wall.
0: <laughs> I think that's what she's talking about. Yeah,
3: that song's about, the, both two songs about heat. Those two songs. <laughs> <laughs> Till the sweat drips down my body. <laughs> yeah,
0: so,
1: yeah, and all the bitches are crawling, right? Are they crawling? <laughs> oh, Is that what they are doing? God, yeah. that's a line in that song? Oh, here? yeah. Till the
0: sweat drips down my body. My balls. Oh yeah, yeah. It might be
3: when this till the sweat drips from my balls. I'm not sure, but I think it's down,
0: down. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I I was trying to remember. I was like, I feel like I had kind of a a, like a, a blind spot of music, my relationship to pop music, and. College, Because, like, in high school, it's like you're in high school, so you kind of hear shit. And then since moving to New York, you hear pop music all the time because we live in, like, constant public space. And in college, I would think that I had, like, a bit of a chip on my shoulder about pop music. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't seeking it out. And I was like, what was even popular between the years of 2004 to 2008? And I remembered that Lil Jon's From the Window to
0: the Wall was quite popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I missed everything from 2001 to 2006.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of skeet, skeetin'. Have I talked about that (laughs) on here? That I found out what skeeting is? Very upsetting. Uh. I guess it's not really (laughs) upsetting. But I think it's it's like when you pull out and you come on a girl's back. So...
0: Huh. Is that just... Huh. I mean, I'm well familiar with the Team Skeet video series. That- yeah, I didn't know that. I never looked it up, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think someone told me that uh, um, uh, in, in an unfortunate situation. And I was just like, ah, interesting.
0: <laughs> cool. I kind of want to know more about what was this? Un- no, wait, I don't want to know, do I? <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, no, no. Everything's fine. I'm born again virgin.
3: I want to talk about Barbara Streisand's dogs. <laughs> oh, her dogs! See, this is from from one um, pop diva queen to another. I was wondering why you wanted to talk about Barbara Streisand, and um, I would not have guessed that it was about her dogs.
1: Oh man, she has had—I I can't even say it because it's some sort of French name. I'm gonna say Coton de Tulear. Uh, her dog, who is the cutest dog, uh, she had her cloned twice. <laughs>
3: Uh, uh, she- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even her, know where to start. She
1: had the dog passed away in 2017, and they took cells from the dog's mouth and stomach, and they made two more of it.
0: Successfully? Well, uh, with mixed results, it says. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like what is half a dog? Or oh my god, she named them Miss Violet and Miss Scarlet, and they look exactly like the other dog. She also adopted the original dog's, uh, like, niece or nephew as well. So she's got these three dogs that look exactly like her original dog, and she's just loving on them.
0: Miss Violet, Miss Scarlet, and Miss Fanny. Cute.
1: I mean, they're really, really (laughs) cute. But apparently she paid upwards of $100,000 to do it.
0: Yeah, she's Barbara Streisand. She easily has dog cloning money.
3: I just love it because there's a bunch of pictures of her with dogs in baskets. (laughs) $100,000. It's something where probably not even a dent to her. And um, I wonder if that means we could all get our dogs cloned for $100,000. I
1: guess so.
0: It's $100,000 per dog. That's the going rate. Yeah. Damn, to get two of them? The company's already cloned 600 dogs. Really? Yeah. How
3: did we not hear about this? I thought that the only animal that had been cloned was Dolly the sheep.
0: I heard about it. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> it's $100,000 for dogs and $25,000 for cats. Well, that's just rude about
1: cats. But why are cats so much less? What are they what? easier to do it with?
0: <laughs> well, oh no, no! Okay, the South Korean company that Barbara Streisand used—that's hundred thousand dollars per dog. But there's a Texas company called ViaGen that does fifty thousand dollars for dogs, or still twenty-five thousand dollars for cats. Cats are much easier to clone, apparently.
3: Interesting. I Is it that they're why? easier to clone, or are they less value? Like, do people find them to be less valuable? You know.
1: I mean, Molly, you're the cat person. You know, I'm not a cat person. I only like
0: Garfield. Me neither. Yeah.
3: I fucking love cats, but I, I, I mean, I don't think I want a clone as much as I want their soul to be preserved forever. You know, <laughs> yeah. if a Texas company could do that, then I would scrounge up the twenty five thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think you can preserve a soul. That's a whole different company.
3: Like. You know, I mean, <laughs> my cats are going to live forever, but if they didn't, I could always get another black cat, and I would probably love that black cat, but I I need her soul is the problem. <laughs> I don't just need another black cat. Wait, you're saying you wouldn't do that to Manface? Well... Uh- Uh, just, I mean, (laughs) for just, if, if, if money were, uh, were non-existent, then I guess I would clone them, but clone Manface and Serafina, but, um, you know, again, it's really their personalities and their, and their souls that, that matter to me the most. Um, I mean, I love their little stupid bodies, but like there's, it's kind of, uh, their bodies are just a vessel to the cats that I care about so
0: much. There's some some genetics in the soul. Still wacky? Yeah.
3: You know? Still be a wacky cat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe I maybe my goal is to make enough money, maybe fifty thousand dollars so I can get my two cats cloned. Yeah, you
0: get your cats (laughs) cloned. Get your cats cloned. Treat yourself. <laughs> Just get your cats cloned. Just treat yourself.
3: I love
1: it. The baby's going hungry, but you know what? We got the cats cloned. And that's what yeah. matters most. Yeah, you know,
3: redirect the college fund
1: to the cat
0: cloning Guess fund. Guess who's applying for grants? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's exactly what Trizan said, is that they have different personalities. And she said, I'm waiting for them to get older so I can see if they have uh, the original's brown eyes
3: and seriousness. You know what's especially interesting about this is that with humans, you know, all humans look pretty different, right? Like, whereas dogs, you can literally get a fucking same exact breed of your dog that's going to look almost the exact same
0: anyway. See, but I think it's easier with cats because I can't tell the difference between two cats. But uh-huh. I can tell the difference between two dogs.
3: But can you tell the difference between two Bichon Frise's? Oh, probably not See that's the thing It's like if you If you fall in love With a Bichon Frise And it lives its life And then it, it passes away And you have saved Its its genes to its, its cells To clone it Why not just get Another Bichon Frise <laughs> It's essentially a clone You know Whereas like If I wanted another friend Who looked just like Marcus It would make sense To clone you Because I'm not going to Find another human Who looks just like Marcus It'd be difficult I can find another dog That looks just like A Bichon Frise Because that's what Breeds are <laughs> (laughs)
1: i don't i think it's all a sham that's what i think that's my my conspiracy theory on this is that they get the money in south korea and they're like yeah just give them another one it's fine yeah just send another fucking bichon frise what
3: is she gonna know the difference it's all the same damn dog yeah it's your
1: dog (laughs) it's not just the same breed don't worry about don't look into its eyes for too long (laughs)
0: it'll die if you do
1: I mean we know what happens with this stuff we've seen multiplicity you know you can't make more than one or else one's gonna be you know a misogynist one's gonna be slow and one's gonna be a homosexual so it's just you can't just clone them
0: is that the
3: plot of Multiplicity?
0: <laughs> you don't know about Multiplicity? I don't
3: think I ever saw Multiplicity. Okay,
0: the plot of Multiplicity is that Michael Keaton—he's a busy guy—and so how does he get to the clone? Like his friend clones for a living, or
3: he
1: have no—he he wandered into—he was a carpenter or like he's a house builder or something. He wanders yeah, I think he's into a contractor. The, yes, he's a contractor, and he wa- wanders into a science place, and ah. <laughs> a scientist sees him and's like, "Hey, you come." Here, let me do this on you He's like don't have enough time Running out of time You should step into this machine It makes no sense
0: Yeah he steps into the machine And then he gets cloned So that way he has more time for his family Because his wife's always yap yap mm. yapping at him. you're working too much As And he's do. like I'm working for this family And she's saying but you're losing your family When you're working for it So he clones himself uh, And then the clone is like God, I don't have any time either so he clones himself again uh, to make the effeminate one uh, because the first one's kind of misogynist. He's kind of a dickhead. And then he clones himself again. He clones the clone, makes the effeminate one, and then they clone again. And that makes the slow one that always talks about pizza.
3: This is the 90s-est movie in terms <laughs> oh, of its yeah. representation <laughs> of science, in terms and of its representation of like gender. Oh, it's
0: I awful. Think. To put it on top, I think Annie McDowell is the wife. Uh-huh. It
1: is. It is definitely Annie McDowell. It's <laughs> <That> completely is... <laughs> Annie McDowell. And they try to get away with like being like, "Oh, it's okay like, that it's like it's like okay that we say he's mentally handicapped because it's a clone of a clone because the clones decide to make a clone." Yeah. So that's why it doesn't work as well. It's like having you know a child with your brother, which I will not <laughs> do,
3: guys. <laughs> I feel like you could have like a you could have like a, a grab bag of different '90s um, you know topics and put put them all together and then that's the movie you've got.
0: 1996, mm-hmm. directed by Harold Ramis.
3: It does not hold up.
0: Still <laughs> <laughs> so got a six out of ten on IMDb.
1: It's. I feel like I don't know. I I watched it. I watched it one night in some sort of like movie theater type thing, and I was like, "Hell yeah, Multiplicity!" Um, I fell asleep. It's. It's. I think it's over two hours long. I'm fairly sure. (laughs) Way too long for Multiplicity to be. And you know I love Michael Keaton, and I love a zany '90s comedy.
3: Totally. I feel like Michael Keaton. Um, I feel like this is a, a lesser known, well, not a lesser known, but it's a it's it's an interesting little um, little uh, jog he took on his career. You know?
0: Huh. You know, uh, this is interesting. You know, Michael Keaton turned down the role for Groundhog Day.
1: Ooh, he would have been great in Groundhog Day. Although at the same time, I don't know if he could be the same kind of asshole that Bill Murray can be. Uh huh.
0: I think it would have been a much darker movie with Michael Keaton. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: I mean, it already was a pretty dark movie, but I mean, I still quote, "Watch out for the first step; it's a doozy." I mean, <laughs> twice a week still.
0: But I think also the reason why it's not as dark is because of the uh, like playful score. Because remember when uh, Bill Murray's like trying to murder himself over and over and over again, uh-huh. but they're playing that like. like it's it's very like ira newborn happy type of like oh he's just having a series of spills and he's trying to kill himself with a toaster in the bathtub
3: (laughs) (laughs) it also would have been if it had been michael keaton would have been another michael keaton andy mcdowell project which i feel like they would have been well on the way to being like a team at that point yeah like making a team making like mediocre 90s movies <laughs> not trying to say anything bad about Groundhog Day, but also might be trying to say that a Groundhog Day is not necessarily the best film, which is what I may have thought it was. Whoa,
1: at the time.
3: you're anti uh, Groundhog Day. Not anti. Just looking back with a slightly high. It's not even that there's anything that I don't like about it. It's just that uh, I think, look, when I think about it now, I'm just like, that's a weird fucking movie.
0: Have you watched it recently? I haven't. I watched it like a month ago. It's fucking fantastic. It holds up? Totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Groundhog Day holds up 100%. Okay.
3: All right. I'll stand corrected. I mean, I used to love that movie. And then just recently on Groundhog Day this year, I I was thinking about that movie and I was like, I wonder if that is actually a good movie or not.
1: It is. Okay. Yeah. It's so
0: hilarious.
3: Okay.
1: Man, it is weird. I guess have I been in an Andy McDowell hole lately? I
3: <laughs> You're the only person on earth.
1: <laughs> I I rewatched The Muse the other day. Have you seen this movie? It's no. Albert Brooks and Sharon Stone and Jeff Bridges and Andy McDowell. And Sharon Stone is like this like sexual goddess muse for Albert Brooks, who is uh a, he's a writer in the movie, and he also directed the movie and he wrote the movie. And so she comes in and Andy McDowell is his wife in that. So she's been playing a mediocre wife, you know, almost her entire career. Just a mediocre
0: person in general. Uh-huh.
1: But I think I I think I love Andy McDowell. <laughs> is that scary to say
0: she's the definition of mediocrity yeah she. she's even her beauty is mediocre yeah it's like is she cute no. <laughs>
3: no. no come on guys <laughs> and she is in like every when I think of Annie McDowell I think of just like a, a nameless movie From the 90s yeah. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like any fucking movie Michael <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god Michael
1: Also I'm looking I'm looking at her IMDB Right now Her name has been Laura In so many movies It's ridiculous <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which is you know? like Whatever I don't know Give her a name Has she been Laura, Laura before <laughs> Probably not Slap
1: a Laura on it Not that Laura's a bad name I just feel like It is like a girl next door Like it is like An unoffensive name You know It's a beautiful name But it's it's You know no, it's, on,
3: it's, it's just on. like yeah, like like you could forget that you that already named her Laura ten times and just be like yeah, I guess let's name her Laura. Yeah, sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Here's some of the other names of the you know characters she's played: Kathy, <laughs> Karen, Linda. <laughs> hey, that's my <laughs> mother's name. It's a beautiful name. <laughs>
3: they're very, they're very like '90s lady names, yes. you know. Like not, not, not if your name is currently that. Not that you have a '90s name, but it's like these were the names I don't think that writers were necessarily, um, like going to the l- like outer name, outer limits of the baby book to get names for their characters, you know.
0: Anne, yeah. Anna, <laughs> Anne, <laughs> Anthea.
1: Man, I was just, I just got, I recently got Michael and Phenomenon confused. Remember Phenomenon and how, like, Michael Phenomenon came out at, like, the same time? I
0: always get them confused. Yeah, they were, I think, like, eight months apart. I think they were actually on pay-per-view at the same time.
1: All I remember, I think the only distinguishing factor is that Phenomenon had the, you know, beautiful song Change the World by Eric Clapton and its soundtrack. I don't yeah. know if that's where it debuted, though. But it is. <laughs> that song.
0: <laughs> it absolutely is, because I remember the video uh, was just John Travolta, like clips from Phenomenon, and John Travolta doing, like, weird Phenomenon stuff. And
3: huh? John Travolta's in both of those films, right? Yes. Michael and Phenomenon. Oh, yeah. That's why
0: they uh, occupy the same space in your head.
3: And they're both about angels?
0: No. <laughs> phenomenon is supposed to kind of sort of be about aliens, but spoiler alert, it's a tumor.
3: <laughs> that's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to rewatch <laughs> Phenomenon! <laughs> it's, I yeah, forgot the- that that was the, the spoiler.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh- <laughs> Yeah, John Travolta plays like a small town guy uh, that's just kind of scooting through life and I think he's got a son or maybe a daughter and Kira Sedgwick is his love interest and then one night, John Travolta sees this bright flash of light and suddenly he can move things with his mind. He has telekinesis and hit- Forrest Whitaker is his best friend and Forrest Whitaker's always like, move that thing over there and he does it and Forrest Whit- Whitaker's just like, ha ha! So other people
3: can see it too, he's Not just having like a. No, no, no.
0: What it is is that his brain tumor (laughs) has. uh <laughs> unlocked something in his brain that gives him the power of telekinesis. Wow. But it is a super serious movie.
3: <laughs> oh, I t- I want to watch that right now. It's like
0: it's like the perfect John Travolta movie. Like we're talking like, what sort of movies does John Traw love doing? <laughs> Phenomenon. Like, <laughs>
1: I can't believe I have not rewatched it. I mean, I can believe it. I just, I mean, technically, I guess Change the World uh, by Eric Clapton is the perfect song to be in this. Because, um, well, it doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the reason why is because both Michael and Phenomenon came out the same year. That was 1996. Damn. It was Michael, Phenomenon, and Broken Arrow.
3: I feel like the, what you described is at least a slightly less sad movie than what I was picturing, which is just a movie about a man who thinks he has telekinesis, but it's just <laughs> the brain tumor is causing him to have delusions and uh, um, no one else can see the telekinesis.
0: Oh, no, it's real. Well,
3: at least there's that. <laughs> Man,
1: I bet Forrest Whitaker was real sad after that movie came out.
3: He's like, did I need the money that badly?
1: <laughs> yes, I guess I did.
3: I'm Forrest Whitaker, I guess you could put this on my resume.
1: I, I guess. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. It, I mean, you think it's uh, good? When was the last time you saw it, Marcus?
0: Phenomenal. I was a I mean, I'm sure, like, definitely not in this millennium. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's definitely gonna be like the nineties like between ninety six and two thousand.
3: You haven't given it a rewatch?
0: I have not given it a, a rewatch. It's one of those that, like cause my mom when I uh was like super into John Travolta, uh during like the whole comeback and all that to the point where she took me to see Pulp Fiction when I was eleven, just cause she wanted to see John Travolta come back that bad. Hell yeah. Uh yeah, she's fucking into it. So she would always watch like Phenomenon and Michael uh, at home. All the time. Uh So uh, they were just kind of always on. When mom was having like a mom night, it's like... No, well, I'm just gonna put on Phenomenon and, or maybe Michael, I don't know. Like, you know, we'll just I, Michael, I'm gonna put on Michael. Yes.
1: <laughs> See how crazy she's feeling that night, you know?
0: <laughs> Woman loves John Travolta, what can I say?
1: Man, I, I know it because I was looking I, I someone had sent me this stuff about uh, John Travolta like and their like and Kelly Preston and their past loves that I got also into a weird hole about. Because have you ever seen the boy in the plastic bubble?
0: No.
3: No
1: I haven't either but now I'm really intrigued because apparently uh, he was dating Diana Highland who plays his mother in the movie when Oof. he was 18 and she I think she was uh he was 18 and she was like I think 18 years older than he was and uh, I'm fi- I want to see the sexual chemistry between boy and bubble and mother. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's what, gotta wait, be what, something. What year was that movie? Or roughly, what era are we talking?
0: 1976. Oh,
3: he was real young, and then I guess
1: she got she got diagnosed with breast cancer, and she and he stayed with her until she died, and he was 22, and she was 41.
0: Glennis O'Connor?
1: No, Diana Highland.
0: Ah, Diana Highland. Hmm.
1: I mean, I gotta see it now. I didn't She's- think I ever wanted to see it. But, you know, I guess I'll give it a shot. I guess, I'm assuming there's a lot of kissing through bubble, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently the the, the plot is John Travolta is the boy in the bubble, and then the girl next door discovers the boy in the bubble and sees it like, oh my God, he's so cute. So she is trying to coax him out of the germ-free bubble.
3: Big mistake, little girl. He has to be in that (laughs) bubble bubble for a reason.
0: (laughs) I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's in the bubble because he has to be in the bubble or if he's just in the bubble because he wants to be in the bubble. I see. That I don't know. And by the way, Diana Highlands is pretty fucking hot.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I understand why he was doing it. I just, I don't know if I'm I'm so intrigued that I will watch it because, you know, do you care about a boy in a bubble?
3: I All I can think of is the Paul Simon song from the Graceland album where he's like, boy in the bubble and the baby with the baboon heart. No. I don't. I don't know
2: that one. I don't know. I'm into it. I, I
1: I like it. It makes me think of that Christian Slater movie with Marissa Tomei. What is it called? Fuck, Baboon Heart. He's got a baboon heart in it.
0: Which I, movie with Marissa Tomei?
1: It's Marissa Tomei and Christian Slater, and
3: uh, and uh, I think uh, Rosie Perez. Wow. I want to make a list of all of the movies whose plots come. Are referenced in that what single Paul Simon song?
1: I mean, I guess he's got a lot of them in there. What's it called? Untamed heart is what it is called.
0: Baboon heart is untamed. That's that's a wild heart.
1: <laughs> I mean, again, you don't fall in love with a dude in a bubble, and you don't fall in love with someone that thinks that he's got a
3: baboon heart. <laughs> Honestly, this all goes back to multiplicity and the way that we were really reckoning with science and the kind of non- the march forward of science in the 90s even though that movie with John Travolta was from the 70s.
0: Well, here this is a short synopsis of Boy in the Bubble. The as his name is Todd But it's Todd with one D. Oh, good. (laughs) As Todd grows, he wishes to see more of the outside world and meet regular people his age. He is enrolled at the local high school after being equipped with suitable protective clothing, similar in style to a spacesuit because he has an autoimmune disorder. Mm. He falls in love with his next door neighbor, Gina Biggs. (laughs) He, and he must, <laughs> Gina Biggs sounds that sounds like a pornography. Act. I,
1: I I would love to be called Gina Biggs. Hey, oh yeah, hey, oh Gina Biggs is coming all by watch out.
0: <laughs> and you must decide between following his heart and facing near certain death.
3: Jesus, Gina Biggs, <laughs> leave the boy be. Here.
0: Or remaining in his protected bubble forever. Do you wanna hear do you wanna hear the end? You know wanna hear what happens?
1: Slap me with a spoiler, baby.
0: In the end, after having a discussion with his doctor, who tells him he has built up some immunities which may possibly be enough to survive the real world, he steps out his. Su- <laughs> he steps outside his house unprotected, and he and Gina ride off on a horse. <laughs>
3: well, wow. horse is going to introduce all sorts of new viruses, <laughs> so but it's her horse. <laughs> So, and then Gina the next day he died of a horse disease <laughs>
0: This boy died a horse
3: fever. oh, no, he get him off the horse. He would have survived if he hadn't come so close to a horse on his first day outside of his bubble.
0: He hadn't built up horse immunity yet,
1: <laughs> man, now that just gives me such a better picture of who Gina Biggs is as a person because of course she's a horse girl,
0: yeah, oh yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot, there was a lot of shots of John Travolta in his bubble looking out the window to, you know, Gina Biggs in the, her backyard riding her horse. Seeing the horse. Yeah.
3: yeah. You know, he probably could have stayed in the damn horse and ridden the horse in his, I mean, stayed in the bubble and ridden the horse in his suit. And I just feel like Gina Biggs was being very selfish. No, he wanted the freedom, Molly. He needed the freedom. He could go to high school in the suit. He looks, sounds like he could, he had basically a, a mobile space suit. He's, that's that's freedom. I mean, it is crazy what they did with all science
1: in the '90s. With all, it was. Now I'm starting to think about it. It's like every single movie has such shitty science in it. It's like you think about Junior.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> that movie does not hold up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would totally watch that movie right now.
0: We, you, of course, you would watch that movie right now. Get the
3: yeah. man pregnant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we decided to take take. Not even being drunk helped this movie. Because usually you can watch a bad movie when you're kind of drunk and it's like super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Junior was not helped by alcohol in the least bit. It's just, it's weird. It's not paced at all (laughs) it's just people being mad at each other for no reason
3: i i had i feel like junior and it centers
0: around a divorce like every other 90s movie (laughs) that's also true
3: i feel like i i had a really um like junior made me think about things in a way that i wasn't ready to think about them yet as a child because i was like i don't know how old i was when that movie came out like how the baby comes
1: out of a pee pee hole yes
3: (laughs) i i spent a lot of time picturing a man's penis and thinking about whether a baby could like teleport out of it, like a, you know, like a gamma ray or mm. something. But like you, that movie forces you to think about penis holes.
0: I had a dream. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I all got, right, we're getting real got, here. I that I men got, could have
3: I, babies out of their penis A hole.
0: couple of <laughs> nights ago, because we're, uh, I guess, a, a little preview for everybody's. We're doing Casey Anthony on last podcast this Ooh. week. I had a dream where I had a baby with Casey Anthony except I was the one who was pregnant and then I gave birth to the baby and then I tried to kill it but the baby wouldn't die and I tried to kill it over and over again but the baby who had kind of like an old man fest kept screaming at me over and over again and then finally the baby grew teeth and tried to eat me and that's when I woke up wow maybe that's
1: what really happened to casey anthony you know maybe that's why she had to do it you, you know maybe you just see have an insider information now
0: oh i cracked the case today like i know i know what happened you know psychologically you know what happened i know or the timeline. Know what happened to casey i know what anthony. happened with casey oh, anthony I see. and but we'll be you'll have to listen to the last podcast on the left to uh hear my exact theory but on now what happened. i want to know and i think it's I think it's pretty fucking. Ask your brother. Oh. Just be- <laughs> now, I want <laughs> to know. Just go like, just fucking uh, go to the other room and say like, "Hey, Henry, what did Marcus tell you about Casey Anthony?" And he'll
3: fill you in. <laughs> all
1: right, I guess. It's I-, right. I guess I gotta, I gotta
0: call Ben and have him tell me.
1: <laughs> Kissel won't remember though. That's a- <laughs> no, I <don't> know. no, no. <laughs> oh my god, I love all of it, man. Now I want to. I gotta watch that Casey Anthony thing. That's a whole other story.
0: That's a whole other story, but yeah, it's it's a yeah. The Casey Anthony story is fascinating.
3: Your dream is like a it's like a reimagining of the Freudian concept of vagina dentata, where yeah. vaginas have teeth, but instead the baby has the teeth.
0: baby has teeth, and it came from me <laughs> out of the butt, if I remember correctly. Oh no,
3: <laughs> not I'm out of the
1: butt. Pretty
0: sure I'm pretty sure it was a butt baby. <laughs> I'm, if I'm I'm thinking about it, yeah. Okay, it was one of the most disturbing dreams that I've had in a very long time.
3: It's interesting when I watched Junior, I never once thought it could have come out the butt. I thought it had, it was going to come out the penis. And of course, I didn't know about cesarean sections. I
0: mean, every boy thought that the baby came out the butt. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't taught about vaginas.
1: (laughs) I don't know, maybe it's just yeah. But at the same time, it's like I had a brother. I knew they had a peepee hole. I figured they could. I was like, maybe it just got really big. You know, Uh like a black hole, and just like you know, just like gets really wide. Like, oh no, there's a baby coming out.
0: (laughs) Uh, Stand back. I just like the hole is opening. It
3: made us. It made us go through some uncomfortable thought experiments. Junior
0: Mm -hmm. did. Yeah. Very, very strange indeed. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That was a bunch of shit science.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, that was so much shit science. I just love those movies and it's just like, I don't know, uh, jam a few things in the thing, and oh, God, he's the size of an ant.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot there was a lot of shit science in the 90s there must be some sort of interesting social cultural reason for that like the culture war is happening at this at that time or something <sighs> i don't know maybe it was just
0: i don't think it has anything to do with the culture i think it's just a weird because there was a weird like kind of 50s nostalgia i guess yeah in the right, 90s yeah. and so like a lot of the 50s movies were like super junky on the science Sci- yeah yeah sci-fi so like but it was all sci-fi comedies
3: yeah yeah, there was. I just. I w- yeah. I wonder what's the explanation for all these these garbage pro- science premises.
0: There were some cool sci-fi movies though. Well, actually, I mean, not great. Lawnmower Man was not great. That sh- science was pretty <laughs> shitty in that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Event Horizon was fun.
3: Ah, uh-huh. there was some good Star Trek made in the '90s, right?
0: Nah. No. Uh. Uh-uh.
3: Yeah, but then it always. C- <laughs> I-, I, <feel> like it- <laughs> I believe you.
1: I feel like it always comes back to Gattaca, though, even though Gattaca was later on in the 90s. That was another thing, too. I feel like that was the epitome of weird science.
0: But Gattaca was fucking great.
1: Gattaca was great. Uh, yeah,
0: Gattaca's a, yeah, that's a true, like, that's an actual, like, legitimately good movie.
1: There's no reason for them to play it in our bio classes in high school because I think we've talked about this before because I've seen Gattaca, like, ten times just because they're like, I don't know,
3: there's a sub, slap on Gattaca. That's <laughs> yeah, what they did with Me in the Matrix. They said really? it was a. Yeah. I, I, that, it, it was not even a sub, it was just a teacher who clearly wanted to retire, and he was like, the Matrix is like the Bible, let's watch the Matrix, which it wasn't even a Bible class, it was a world literature class, and we watched all three Matrix Matrixes at least once, and it took up most of the semester.
0: The matrix is not the Bible, obviously that old man never read the Invisible, because <laughs> that's what the Matrix is.
1: You know, good for them. I don't know. Oh, I'm upset about what happened in... I guess this is more in the 80s. I, guys, I've been reading a lot about JoJo and Chip. You know, the huge mm mm-hmm. Because I've been watching the fifth season, and I know it's my last, so I'm trying to savor every little last drop of it that I can. And they both it look is, great. And someone tweeted at me uh, the other day that I guess in the second episode, Clint and JoJo had a whole... Uh, ep- they had a whole discussion talking about butt-chewing, which further... Says that they were definitely having sex this entire time, and that the just baby comes is. Clint, his.
3: Look at the way Clint looks at her. First of all, Clint is actually kind of beautiful. I think he's kind of growing on me. Dude,
1: he's getting salt and pepper, daddy, hardcore. Yeah,
3: he's total salt and pepper, daddy. He's got like nice, like blue eyes, and he just he looks he just looks at her like he's so tortured, like in love. And yes, on the episode I was watching yesterday. Uh, he was leaving her, and he was like, okay, adios, amiga. And it was just like, oh, you are like a high school boy with a crush. It is painful how much they love you. I mean, I don't know whether she loves him, but <laughs> but he loves her so much. And I think that she is kind, I think it is a kind of a high school situation where I think that she like kind of flirts with him and like, enjoys the attention a little bit, but I'm not sure. I mean, mm-hmm. she. I think she loves Chip.
0: Yeah, oh, she, of course she of loves course Chip. She now, yeah. what was the context of this butt-chewing?
3: I have to go back and watch
1: it, but I'm very intrigued of why they would ever... I mean, she is a Christian woman. You can't be talking about butt-chewing with another man. Wait, (laughs) you guys
0: don't know what butt-chewing is, do you?
3: Is it oak? It's a Texas thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's it's Texas. It's like, yeah, butt chewing is when you bitch someone out, like when someone fucks up, you give them a butt chewing. Uh, yeah, that's like when someone, yeah. Ugh.
3: It's not a like ass
0: eating. No. <laughs> no, no, it's not an ass eating thing at all. No, it's slang. It's like yeah, no. th- yeah. You got.
3: <laughs> they should call it ass eating. Because <laughs> I
0: was thinking that so you were like butt chewing. I'm like, what the fuck? You like, oh, you do guys don't. You just have never heard that expression before.
1: No. Well, I, Cause yeah. I just imagined, I just imagined her just like on his ass cheek, just going. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you you give someone a butt chew, and that means you're, you know, that they're in trouble.
3: Sounds a lot like a rim job to
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like no, it's like for example, like I. I'd, because I was wondering if, like, if this is the thing, then, I, like, I, I typed it. in, I was like, butt chewing. I was like, oh yeah, of course. Because the one of the first things that comes up is a uh, an essay on CampfireCowboyMinistries.com dot com of how to take a butt chewing like a man.
3: Well, oh my god, it comes, that, could, that article could still be about ass I,
0: I was riding a horse <laughs> named Atrevido. <laughs> <laughs> He was a bait colt that was as, le- as athletic a horse as I'd <laughs> ever ridden. He'd already bucked me. And then it goes on and on and oh, on. Oh, that <laughs> man it, it, likes a, a good- rim
3: job. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I think that article is about a rim job.
0: <laughs> and then it just... Uh, th- yeah, this this is a very, very, very long article. Actually, I think the last line is, he looked at me for a long second or two and then walked away. Yes. But as he did, he patted me on the shoulder and said... Boy, no. <laughs>
1: what? Wait, what? What? A lot happened. Is this from?
0: <laughs> a lot happened in between American that first. AmericanCowboy.com, <laughs> <laughs> uh, CampfireCowboyMinistries.com, uh-huh. cowboy, ministry, cowboy Church and Cowboy. It's it's very strange. Okay. It's, a, it's a whole subculture. Trust me, it's it's a very weird thing.
1: It sounds I like th- X-rated fan fiction, is what it sounds like.
0: It's a it's a thing. It saves many a cowboy from alcoholism. It's not a bad thing okay. at all. Oh, actually. It's nice. very good.
3: When I was in high school, one of my friends, you know, we would say the phrase, you know, you get chewed out, but Mm -hmm. I didn't never. It was not about butts. But one of my friends one time uh, um, got mixed up and he started to say, if I don't get home soon, my dad's going to chew me out. And he also started to say eat me alive and so I ended up saying my dad's gonna eat me out and it was the best moment of my life
1: <laughs> I'd also I be laugh. scared of going home too if that's what I was going <laughs> at home to
3: I laugh every time I think about that <laughs> it's been like 15 years longer probably and uh, it's still the funniest thing that has ever happened
0: and on that note it's time for the list. Who's on the list,
1: Marcus? Gotta, gotta have, have that, that list. list.
0: Celebrities turning 80 this year.
1: Jane Fonda, really? Dude. Hanoi Jane, huh? I think she's already 80. Mm-hmm. Gotta follow yeah. her on Instagram. She is
3: great. I love her. She is fucking hot as shit and 80. Have you seen? Used the to newest- also go
0: to Jim Jones's church. Really? Yeah, she used to go to the People's Temple back in the 70s. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hanoi Jane was real weird in the 70s. He was
3: a seeker. <laughs>
0: Interesting. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. He's turning 80 this year.
1: Damn, man. Ooh, now we got to rewatch. What's the summer movie? Not Heavyweights. The other one. I see Camp I th- Nowhere? Camp Nowhere. Camp Nowhere. Yeah. is I, I think I keep them up there with heavyweights. I just love heavyweights.
0: I was a little too old for Camp Nowhere. When it came out, I had missed the boat.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, man, there's some good teen kissing in that
0: i <sighs> had <I'd> moved on <laughs> uh, by that by that point i my my loins had definitely longed for more than simple kissing
1: yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah i
0: had discovered the spice channel and vcrs
1: <laughs> oh hell yeah and the astronaut's wife yes please
0: <laughs> judy bloom's turning 80 this year wow oh. she's still
1: kicking huh oh yeah man is she still K- churning shit out does it say I don't know if she is.
0: Just I'd...
3: like increasingly more and more out of touch YA <laughs>
0: <laughs> And so Ramona sent a text message <laughs> to her instant messenger friend. <laughs> Kenny Rogers, the Gamblers, hitting oh. 80 this year.
1: Oh, my God. I love that song. Always and forever. I, I think I'd still listen to that song at least three times a week. Marcus? Really? Do huh. you? I assume Marcus does as well
0: I do, No, I, I no, Kenny Rogers is a, a, a fairly rare occurrence in my years
3: Really?
1: Except oh. for
0: uh, Just Dropped In to See What Condition My Condition is yeah. in I love
1: yeah, that song. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah What, what condition in? my condition, condition, condition is in <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Oh
0: yeah Oh yeah Tommy Chong's 80 this year
1: Man, I mean Good the ganja ever. really ho- makes you hold up You know, as long yeah. as, you mm-hmm. know you're doing it That's the way Tommy Chong's doing it.
0: Turning 80 in prison this year, Bernie Madoff.
1: <laughs> is he still in prison? I thought he got out.
0: No, oh, he's gonna <laughs> die there. He's gonna be yeah. in there for <laughs> a <while. laughs> is that
3: bad? He did bad. He did bad. He did a lot of theft.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He is definitely going to die there. Yeah, the rest <laughs> of the ones, the rest of them's like Kofi Annan. <sighs> yes.
3: Yeah, good for you, (laughs) Kofi. (laughs) Kofi went to the college that I went to, so he and I are connected. Ooh,
1: Brian Dennehy. Oh, my God, I love Brian Dennehy. I've always wanted to see him on Broadway.
0: Let me refer he, he's the best uh Oh him. Yeah, yeah, he's I I saw not on Broadway but I just like saw it on like PBS one day him uh, in Death of a Salesman. Oh. He's like the he's supposed to be like the best guy ever at Death of a Salesman.
3: I'll bet. Is he Biff? I yeah, I would totally watch that. He, he totally has that look of a Death, death of the Salesman.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, George
3: it's been way too long since yeah.
0: I've
1: that play. I and don't play. I mean, I'm a theater major and I don't even fucking know.
0: George Conker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Kofi. Cool. Kofi yeah. <laughs> yeah. made up. Yeah. C- Connie, uh, Connie Francis.
1: I think Jane Fonda's on the list cuz I think she already is 80, but she is looking damn fly. You got to watch the newest season of Grace and Frankie. It's so good. I know, I'm
3: behind. I heard that it's really great though. Oh, it's
1: so good.
0: Gordon Lightfoot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the what's what's my favorite Gordon Lightfoot song, Marcus? Oh
0: god, A Gordon Lightfoot is terrible.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm
0: standing by that one. No. That one I will stand by.
1: Oh come on, sundown. That's what it's. Sundown and you better take it you on
3: my, my
1: <laughs> um, I saw Gordon Lightfoot with a one Edward Larson from the Round Table of Gentlemen. That
3: does not surprise me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know Ed's a big Gordon Lightfoot fan. <laughs>
1: we had a great time another guy that
0: ed's a big fan of that turns 80 this year bill withers i
3: feel like there's a whole demographic of people who ed really likes who are all turning 80 this year you
0: know (laughs) (laughs) most of the allman brothers are dead so he's out of luck on that yeah
1: yeah yeah. but he still goes to see them and all their weird you know whatever formations they are every year so god bless them.
0: God bless the remaining almond Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, blind items. Ah,
3: we can't see them.
0: First up, I'm not sure how I feel about this former A-plus list reality star who is still pretty much hated and still as thirsty as she was a decade ago being pregnant. She's pregnant. I fear the baby will be shown off and end up like one of the reality star's many abandoned dogs. A that was written very badly. That yeah. was a very written, ba- a badly written blind item.
3: She's a plus list reality.
0: A plus list reality. Uh, she had a bunch of dogs and then just kind of threw Paris the dogs away. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton's pregnant.
3: Whoa!
1: Oh, and she just got engaged too. Whoa! Mm-hmm. She gonna make comeback?
0: Uh, I mean, she's just gonna be around.
1: Yeah, she's just forever. <laughs> she's forever rich. So good for her. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, you know, I never really had a problem with Paris Hilton. Is that bad to say?
0: I was actually. Fine. Uh, I mean, I, I, I had no feelings one way or another about Paris Hilton.
3: Yeah, I don't think that I ever thought about her for more than like ten seconds. Yeah, I she does really... look mean, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's I don't about think as she
1: is, I though. I think that it was all a game. I think her and Nicole Richie—I th- I thought it was all like a ploy.
3: Or am I making that up?
0: Blind items say she is an awful person.
3: Ah, uh, how could you, you not know. be, though? I mean, born that rich. <laughs> I uh, just feel like the odds are in your favor to 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 have a sense of entitlement. Yeah, I'd say so.
1: I mean, I think it sounds great. I think it sounds like a great life. I'd be like get away <laughs> from me, bitch. I need another Starbucks. That's what I'm going to start talking like once I, you know, marry a rich daddy.
0: (laughs) And our other blind item today, this world famous A-lister tries to pretend he's the pinnacle of masculinity, but several separate sources have told us over the years that he has a real thing about dressing his partners and insisting they only wear clothes that he puts his stamp of approval on. One source said back in 2015, creepy and controlling. He's like a deranged Stella McCartney. Uh, another insider said, however, he's actually just trying to help. He knows fashion. It's hilarious. Says another. No wonder so many people think he's gay.
3: That sounds more abusive than gay to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me think it's Tom Cruise.
0: It's Tom Cruise. Oh, of course, it's of course Tom Cruise.
3: It's and like there's nothing. Oh, that's so funny that they're like, "Oh, it's a fun gay thing," as opposed to like he's extremely controlling. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: oh yeah, no, there's no way. But at the same time, you know, it's like if you're get if you once you sign the contract, as long as you're under the age of 33, you go ahead. Tell me what I'm gonna wear. You already own me. You own my image. You own everything I can say. So yeah, dress me too. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> Buy the ticket, take the ride is what I say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Los Angeles is changing you, you know? <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> You're suddenly like since you've moved out there like you've become like way more comfortable with like possibly ending up as a sugar mama.
1: God, yeah. I'm really I'm really into it. It's because of all the sugarmodels.com billboards I see everywhere
0: uh sugar baby excuse me not oh, yeah, sugar, sugar mama baby. yeah yeah know. you be a, yeah you become really comfortable with this whole sugar baby although,
3: although I'll bet Jackie has a future as a sugar mama once you you know once you make it you know and then decades from now you're definitely gonna have some some sugar boys of your own yeah. so, <laughs> some someone
1: young and spry and I'll say, giddy up cowboy and I'll only refer to him as cowboy and I'll never know his name and that's kind of a fun idea too to have yeah a little sugar baby that you never know the name of and just go get out come <laughs> in! i won't i'm going to join sugarmodels.com though and i'm going to see i'll let you, i'll I'll report back on how that goes for me
3: yeah, yeah. i well, think just- i mean i think that being a, a sugar baby sounds great but but the the coercion you know you got to be there of your own choosing and then you got to let that guy as part of the deal is like all right you want to pay me you got to let me still decide things you're not going to decide what i wear tom cruise mhm
1: I mean, it's probably going to be better than the ah uh, real Monsters wife beater I have on right now. I'm sorry, A-Line. a <laughs> 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 so.
0: That's all we have up for today <laughs> on Page 7. Be sure to go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash page7podcast. Right? yes. Yeah. Yes. And oh, yeah. it's uh, the number seven page, the number seven podcast. Uh, and we're about to do Riverdale Roundup yeah. Chapter 2. Uh, And that is a uh, Patreon exclusive for five bucks and up. You can get us going back through the entire Riverdale catalog, starting from episode one. And this week, it's going to be episode two, when things get even more complicated. And I will... Oh
1: my God, Jesus Christ, That's woman, this... This woman. I will also say that we got extra content coming at you this week as well, and I will give you a little teaser. It starts with Unbreak my heart, <laughs> see you love me again, undo this hurt. Come on, guys, you are when you walked out the door and walked out of my life. Unwrap these teeth. <laughs>
0: I don't know that one well enough. That's
1: all right. But thank you guys so much for uh, for being a part of our Patreon and fucking listening every week. We love everybody. Goodbye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Holy heck in a garbage casket, it is time for our inaugural Page 7 Patreon shoutouts. I just want to say thank you guys so much for kicking us off right. And I'm so excited to be doing all of this extra content for all y'all. And I wanted to say... Thank you Thank you number one Goes to Carly Jerome I'm not going to sing this entire list I swear Thank you so much Aaron Kelly Bridget Caldwell I see you space witch girl We got a Caitlin Martindale Felicity Bowden Stephanie Stone I am loving it Abigail Dunk Samantha Bridge Julianne Rowan Katie Olsner Stephanie Lake George Lucas, uh-oh, is it the George Lucas? I'm in. Put me in a movie. Emily Lou Erickson, Keith Krasnick, Erica loves hot goss, and I love you, Erica. Stacy Daigle, Shalena Surrett, Genesis Foley, Emma Causey, Scott Knipper, and I love it, because I'm getting a conniption. I'm not, don't worry, I'm not having a heart attack. Maggie Schaefer, Laura Green, Andrea Smith, Alexa Carlson, thank you, Chrissy Molesley, Ashley Pfeiffer, Phil Casey, Jennifer G. Card, Tracy Murphy, Alex Mockabee, Joy Richard, Jesse Barber, Ryan T. Brace, ooh, that's a good name, makes me feel like I'm in the middle of Roadhouse, Izzy, Felicia Alvarez, Dana Scully, again, Get me a David Duchovny, please. Jasmine Gomez, Shelby Schultz, Elena Calabro, Andrea Marie, Lydia, Alana Watson, Melissa McDormand, Brooke, Katie Johnson, Amanda Reiger, Matt Braxmeyer, Michelle Beard, John Birkenkopf. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't think you're a Nazi. Susan Llewellyn. Katie Romeo, Teresa Wilkins, Martha Olson, Haley Matthews, Jeremy Nicholas, Matt2D, I see you, boy! Kevin B, Courtney McShay, Robokey, won't say your name properly and you can never pay me to, but wait, you just did, all right, Rob Ha <laughs> ha! Kaylee Beckwith, Fang! Krista Xavier, Andrea Dane, Lacey Schwindenhammer! Sorry, I get very excited about German names. Carolyn Jenkins, Simone Melteson, Henry Barsh, Stephanie Bauer, Misty Boots, Hannah Mack, Eva Akbabian, Abby Bellevue, Caleb Christian, Miss Cat Holmes, John Del Vicio, Emma Bauman, Freske, Christina Taylor Berry, Rachel Livingston, I presume... Alexandria Kirshen, Andy Thompson, Alyssa Milan, is that like Alyssa Milano? Hello! Shelly Zappas, and Nicholas Zappas, I hope you're related, if not, this is a crazy coincidence. Kat Kanib, Tyler Matznik, Jessica Fawn, Sophie Lazowski, Devin Rorig, Casey Cabral, Lo Grant. Abigail Youngblood. Yeah, I like my blood young. Steph Vanderveen. Kate S. Rachel W. Bacon. Okay. Emily Dunklin. Juliana Parks. Caleb McCord. Anthony Abear. (laughs) Oh, send him my way. Anna Steele. Molly Cade. Sylvia Rath. Yeah, it's a strong one. Helena. Ashley E. Lawness. Jennifer Gottfried, Hannah Gropskoff. Blake, Caitlin Russell, Carrie, Molly Harrington, Oda, oh, just like Hoda, Gina Brolier, I'm gonna say Brolier, might be Brolier, but Brolier sounds fun and fancy free, Dan Chincarini, Lisa De La Garza, Corinne Tandy, Alexandra Green, Kate Platt. Katie Hopper, Haley Mikkel, Frankie Owens, Tracy Farrell, Katie Robinson, Elizabeth Bucky, Alicia Porter, You're a Wizard Now. Before I go down the road of making way too many Harry Potter references, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much again for supporting our Patreon. We love doing this shit so much. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. And we couldn't do it without you. Again, thank you, thank you. And every week we're going to keep coming back, shouting out more shout-outs, having a great time with it, and if you would like please head over to patreon.com slash page seven podcasts and donate if you can. And if you can't, it's all good. We love you anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening over the years. We, uh, we really couldn't do it without you. Love you, love you, love you. And I'll talk to you next week.